Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. It is Thursday, November the 2nd. The second day uh, of November. It can't be. It was just the first. I know. It seems like every day. Like it was just the first. It's another day of November. Oh, do you know, you tell me it's going to be the third tomorrow? Uh, I'm, uh, Stop that, it. Uh, that's madness. Get, that couldn't happen. Get the front door out of here. But it seems like the month is progressing. It's already over. Every 24 Merry hours. Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> what are you getting your loved one for Valentine's Day? <laughs> that's where we're headed. That we're kind there. of madness. We're there. Luckily for us, it's still the year 2023. That's the year of Larry. Oh, this guy's got more bread than a prison meatloaf. He's rich, I tell you. i never seen a place with a walk-in mailbox. Hey, who am I talking to? Good question. <laughs> oh, Larry Burns. It is right to give Larry Burns thanks and praise. Just like it's right for you guys to be listening to The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. It's a lot of wangs. Yeah, it is. So many wangs. Yeah. Listen to the quality of that. So good. That's sweet. The Ralph Report. It's a lot of wangs. It's like he's in a tube underwater. It's all flangy and tinny. Super and... flangy. Wangy and flangy. <laughs> Flowangy. Sounds like the worst cartoon ever on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Flangy and Wangy show. <laughs> this is getting on my last nerve. Oh. I reached out once again to the company that uh, hosts our... That upgraded you? That upgraded me and hosts our phone calls. Mm -hmm. And they sent me an email okay. yesterday saying, we're sorry for the inconvenience. That is a huge inconvenience. And I said, it's not an inconvenience. Oh, okay. It's an emergency okay. because a, I use the these phone the calls as content every day on my show. This isn't a minor inconvenience. I'm sorry. not missing out on some customers calling in reordering no. their uh, custom-made pens the quality matters yes the, how it sounds is paramount and you have a week to repair this oh, situation you lay down a time frame or i will find a company that can deliver no. what there you they're go. promised take your ball so go home it's it the line has been drawn in the sand well, it's the company that probably doesn't use the, the voicemails need the quality. Is it probably important to them? It's just the content needs to be gotten across, right? I, I suppose. So they don't really care about the quality. They may not have the infrastructure in place to correct the quality. The of infrastructure? The infrastructure. They have, they have infants working for them? They have babies them? coming. Well, it's cheaper labor That's than the adults. the problem, that they have Infra babies. Infrastructure. They have babies Infra working at their infrastructure. company. Infrastructure. 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 One of those things they don't have to make the quality better because they probably don't care about it. Well, they should. Well, they don't. Because, and, yeah. I, and I made this pointed reference to them in the, in the same email, prior to your upgrade of me, mm -hmm. the sound quality was fine. Can you get a downgrade? If there was sound problems yeah. in any of the phone calls, it was usually on the end of the caller. Yeah. Not the callee. Right. Callers like to drive and have their turn signals on. There's all, all the kinds time. of nonsense yeah. on their part, and I can live with that. 
But what I can't live with is people I pay delivering a shitty product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm steamed. You seem steamed. Look at me. Look at the I steam coming off of me. If you didn't have headphones on, all that steam would be coming out. I'm right like now. an asphalt road in July. You're definitely an ass something. <laughs> you can see the ripples coming off of me it's in like the a, distance. It's like a mirage it on is. the end of the table. A, is that a puddle of water over there? <laughs> My head is one big mirage. <laughs> all right. I just had to vent. Okay. But many of the Garmy have uh, taken up the slack, and they're starting to email me recorded messages. Oh, say look and, at them. And so They know what they're doing. They're the best. All right, uh, let's get the introductions out of the way on this 2nd of November. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting in the Batcave with me is... Oh, that's like a space alien thing sound. The rear admiral himself, the sheriff of... ray gun. Did have a theremin type quality to it, ray gunish sound. Um, the the rear admiral, mm. the sheriff of Ghost Town, the mayor of Myrtle Beach, the victim of vandalism, uh, the Yahoo of Yellowstone, the Dilf Pickle, Nipsey Muscle, aka Odie Goff, Around these parts, we just call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yo ho, Eddie. What's going on in your world, Pence? Oh, no, I went to the I, I, I went to the picket line yesterday. Oh, good it's man! Stri- we had the big. Uh, I don't know if you got the email about they're doing the big one. They did the big one at Disney. I Studios. did. I saw that Disney was Ground Central yeah. or not Ground Central. Ground Zero. Ground Zero for the uh, the big protest. Yeah, they had a big one there yesterday. Could not so, get there, so I went over because I was busy, you know, slaving over. Right, a you were hot, doing this a hot lot laptop all so day. So I had the free time, so I went over there. I'm glad you did. did I hope the, you raised some hell. I did. I made some people honk their horns. You kicked Bob Iger right in the nads. I did. I grabbed Bob Iger, threw him in a trunk, <laughs> drove him up Put to a Big sack Bear. Over his head. <laughs> Buried him in a Buried shallow him. grave so, in a box with just a pipe for oxygen. Yeah. So I, I gave Disney some directions to Bob Iger only if, if they come they to settle, an agreement. They then they'll get the directions to Bob Iger. That's but, not a bad idea. But they got 24 hours. We should try that. We should try some <laughs> kidnapping. Yeah, some, we should try it. Some blackmail and some coercion. Right, that's good. Because nothing else seems to be working. And we've blown this as the alibi because we're now talking about That's it. true. Yeah. All right. Someone else pick up our, uh, <laughs> pick up, we'll hand the baton off, as they say. Yes. But it was fun. There's a lot of energy there. I think people are, hopefully, we're getting close. Now, that's what they say. It feels like it. At least the uh, negotiations are ongoing. So that's a plus. Well, yeah. thank you for fighting the good fight. Yeah, I tried. For the, those of us who uh, were not able. And um, hopefully it, it does something. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, before we get going. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, real quick uh, statement. Statement? <laughs> Declaration? I have a uh, written <laughs> statement from my legal team. <laughs> no, a, uh, a, a quick announcement. Yeah. Uh, if you saw the uh, the Patreon post I put out yesterday, sure. the live show for yes. the four-star generals is tonight. That's right. I want to remind four-star generals, if you would like to hang here in the Batcave with Eddie and myself, watch us record the show live. It is tonight, 7 p.m., you get to hang out and watch yes. uh, watch us play the Garmy game show. It's going to be so much fun. The video vault and all this stuff. Even that, more fun than a live football game watch party. I would consider it much more fun, but <laughs> what do I know? And then, yeah. this is a breaking news announcement. Ooh. I have some obligations on Sunday that prevent me from properly preparing a show for Monday. Okay. And so now we have a solution for when that happens. Yeah. We're going to be doing another special Saturday Super Show. Special Saturday Super Show. That's right. So make sure you uh, keep your your antenna tuned in 
to The Ralph Report on Saturday because we'll be dropping a brand new show on Saturday into your ear holes, and then we'll be taking uh, Monday off. And so. you're going to use that long, super Saturday oh, special yeah. show sound drop. Oh, right? yeah, that's coming back. Okay, good. For sure. That's good. People would be disappointed that's if I true. didn't. And it'll, you only have to come up with like 15 minutes of show content because that <laughs> eats up the rest of the time. How dare you? And uh, to make up for the fact that we'll be missing a brand new munch in Monday next week, we will be munching on Saturday. Oh, so God. make sure you tune in. I'm breaking out something I've been saving because I just can't, I can't wait any longer. Why? I need to do it because I need to do but it. But you don't even want to do it. I think right? I do. I think Why I do. Why do you want to do it? Because it fascinates me. Uh, it fascinates like and intrigues this. me. Is it like eyeballs or something? Yeah. I mean, eyeballs. Got a big, big jar full of eyeballs. Come on, man. I don't know with give you. Me, give me more you like credit weird than that. Shit. This is a good one. This is going to be, uh, <sighs> dare I say it, mm. one for oh, the record books. Man. Yeah, I think people are really going to enjoy this one. So you're not going to want to miss the Saturday, special Saturday I super might show. Miss it. You're not going to miss it. Everybody's going to love it. Um, okay. Before we get any further, I know Halloween is well over by now. Yeah. It's rear view. As they way say. in the rear view yeah. mirror. But I got one more story that I just need to, I need to get it off my chest because oh. I, it makes me so fucking angry <laughs> that if I don't talk about it, uh, I'm likely to do damage to someone oh. or something. No, we don't want that. I need to vent. You need to I release. I need to use my words. You need one of those balls you can squeeze. Yeah, that's, that's squeeze not going to help with this story. Because I can relate. All I can right. relate to this story. Right, After uh, Halloween, you know, Queen Jay and I were giving out candy on Halloween. Sure, yeah, I stopped Dre by. Everything. Dressed up as Superman and right. Wonder Woman. And Super Dog. And Super had Girl. Phoebe, the Super Girl yeah. Dog, was also there. Super Bitch, as super, I was calling her on. Super night. Bitch. Yeah. Jesus. That's the name, Eddie, of wow. a female okay. dog. That just, it seems like a fourth grader trying to get away with saying bitch. How dare you? That's what you sound like. Um, I could have called her the Sofa King. Um... <laughs> And let me tell you the story, okay? Okay, what is it? There's a guy, and it's kind of showbiz tangential. Guy is named uh, Cody Tate. Okay. And he's a musician. He's in a southern rock band called Whiskey Myers. All right. Awful name for a band. Never heard of him. Uh, I haven't either. But here's the thing. Halloween night, he wants to watch the World Series undisturbed. Okay. So kind man that Cody Tate is... On his front porch, he puts out a giant cauldron of regular-sized candy bars. Oh, wow. And puts up a large, well-marked sign saying, please take one. Okay. Now, Cody has a ring camera doorbell. Sure. And he has released the video of the following. A woman comes up to the front door. An adult woman? Adult woman. With her kids in tow. Okay. And the woman proceeds to dig into the bowl, piling all of the candy bars into her kids' bags. Wow. Not a handful, not two handfuls. She empties the cauldron of candy bars into her various kids' Why bags. Would, what would possess someone to do that? Sheer country. <laughs> That's the only wow. reason I could give for it. Not only are you being an awful person, you're teaching your children to be an awful, it awful people. It is so repugnant from every angle. Oh, that makes me sick. And I watched the video a multitude of times. I, I was like punishing myself because I was getting angrier every <laughs> well, time I saw it. Because you couldn't believe it's actually happening. I couldn't. And she looks up and glances 
dead into the lens of the camera from the ring <sighs> and then proceeds to go back and empty that cauldron of full-size candy bars into the various bags of her children and wow, herself. That's and shitty. like runs up to the front porch when she sees the bucket and sees the, the sign and just full on knowing exactly what she's doing, takes advantage of this guy's generosity and just empties the fucking and bowl. also ruins like make sure it empties like this sticks her head in to make sure she didn't miss one like turns the, it upside down and shakes like it. the fucking grinch <laughs> trying to make sure he's got everything out of whoville even the last can of who hash she does a once over on wow. that cauldron to make sure that it is stone cold empty and then all the other kids coming to trick-or-treat that house got nothing they get nothing fucking awful it is we can't have anything i just so much that just there's all of the and I can't mm. I have the oh I can't. Oh. So uh, Cody Tate has released the video on social media. That's where I Good. saw it. Shame the fuck out of this person. And that's what he's asking. He says he wants anyone who's his follower to repost the video and try to identify the perpetrator. Ruiner. He, he's in he's in Texas. Ruiner. There. Get her fired. Ruiner. And uh, he points out, as Eddie did, that this family ruined Halloween for all other kids who hadn't yet come by for candy and found an empty cauldron. And it was, it was just a nightmare. Now, here's the upside. One of Cody's neighbors saw this family empty his, his cauldron. Shot them with a BB gun? And, <laughs> and threw a hand grenade That's at them. That's what I would have done. No. Uh, the neighbor came over and restocked the bowl with oh, some of their own candy. That's nice. So that when other kids came by, at least there was something in there. See, now there's good people. See, like, like I, this story gives me no hope in humanity. And then you say the, read further into it. I'm like, oh, well, there is good people. That is a, a, a kind act. Yeah. But the, if you look at it in the, in the scales of justice, the level of kindness yeah. versus the level of country, it's still, country wins. It's still imbalanced. Oh, way imbalanced, sure. way imbalanced. If the neighbor had like performed, you know, the Heimlich maneuver on a child who was choking on a Zagnut that, or something. And that brings it back. Then a that would have been comparable. Or, or like I said, shoots them with a BB gun. <laughs> See, I think. I think that. No, you're swings adding the negative to negative. No. And you're making everything negative. Two negatives equal a positive. I believe that's what it is. <laughs> I believe that scientifically sounds. Two negatives. But in terms equal of. Equal a positive. In terms of our culture, I don't think that's necessarily true. But I read the article and I saw the video and it just made me so, yeah. so deeply sad. Do unto others as they've done to you. And That's the thing. it would be just as bad if it was a kid. Because I'll tell you the story from just this past Halloween. Okay. Queen Jay and I are handing out the candy. Sure. The beginning of the night. Sure. I got a cauldron myself. Right. And I'm letting the kids go in and pick their favorites, one or two pieces. Right. Fine. Yeah. The first dozen or so kids, it goes fine. Right. Two kids come up. Hand in. Handfuls. Grabs a handful. Brother grabs a handful. No. Stuffs them in their bags and then bolts off from the front porch. Wow. So now I'm like, okay, this is why we can't have nice <laughs> things. Now Superman is going to have to dole out the candy and you're going to get whatever now Superman Now you're going to become drunk you. Superman from Superman 3. <laughs> That's right. Start flicking peanuts at me. <laughs> I'm flicking peanuts. <laughs> breaking bottles. <laughs> Loaded on scotch. Drunk Superman. Um, <laughs> and I just said, this, this, these kids are that's shitty. A, that's shitty. Shitty kids with shitty parents. Yeah. But then, again, the other side of the scale, 
Little tiny one comes to the door not shortly after. Little tiny one. He could have been three. Maybe the first Halloween this kid ever had. Came up to me. I was standing at the door. And I'm in my Superman costume. Yeah, sure. Now, in his mind, costume, door, candy. Yeah. So he reaches into his candy bag and pulls out some candy and gives it to me. He's reverse trick-or-treating. Yes. I almost burst into tears. It was such a sweet gesture from this kid. Well, maybe he thought you were bizarre as Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole thing was backwards. <laughs> he didn't. He couldn't oh. really say much, but he handed me oh, the candy. And I thought, what a sweet kid. There's hope for the next generation. And you took it, obviously. I did take it. <laughs> and I said, oh, thank you so much. And then I said, can I give you some candy too? And he shook his head. So I gave him his own candy back Aww. and then I gave him a big handful of what I had in my bowl and I put it in his, his bowl. So it was, it was really sweet. And uh, it made me feel better after the shitty kids. There's good people out by. there, man. So There's good people out there. It's, uh, it's a real microcosm, I'll tell you, of yeah. society when you're giving out free stuff and you see how people behave. It really gives yeah. you an idea of their truest character. It just shows you what you're dealing with in life. It's like there's good people and there's shitty people. Yeah. If we could all just work on being good people, suppose that's it'd be true. a better place to live. Suppose that's true. All right. Let's go to some really good people, people we know are good mm. people, and that's the Garmy. We love it when you guys check in. Uh, usually we like it when you, you call in, <laughs> but that's not really a thing. Mm. So what we're having you do now is email us with a pre-recorded message and then we'll treat that just like a phone right. call. And I'll listen to them all. Won't know the difference. And I'll grab a handful. And we'll put those messages here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. As of now, my conflict with the company that hosts my voicemails yeah. is a ground war. Okay. As of right now, there are troops on the ground, All right. and it's conventional warfare. Sure. There's, there's shots being fired. Battle lines are drawn. You know where you need to go. A few yeah. mortars being fired yes. off. There's right. tanks in the streets. Right. But we haven't escalated to this point yet, and I think I need to send this to the company so they know what could happen if... They don't comply within the next seven business days. What the fuck, Ralph? Do you need me to fucking call your fucking voicemail people and fucking take care of it for you? I mean, I really think I could probably get the fucking point across that they need to fucking fix this for you. I don't fucking know. Anyway, LMFB. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know what I'm holding in well, reserve. Dude, I say fucking release the Kraken. Because I Do will it. take Bridget from Long Do Island it. off the leash. <laughs> and then. Trust me, you don't want that. I'm not going to be held responsible. I'm going to be like a blackjack dealer no. in Vegas. I'm like, good luck, I'm everybody. Out. Show my hands. No. I'm on a break. I've been on the receiving end of that before. You I do don't, not. You do not want to be on this the receiving end. This company doesn't know. They do not. That the silos are open. <laughs> and we just need to get those two separate keys. Eddie's got one key and I've got one. And we've got to turn them at the same time. And then we're going to launch Bridget. Oh. And then it's all, over. all hell breaks. It is over. We're still doing our uh, happy hits, even though we're not able to take our recommendations or our suggestions in the usual way. Sure. So this one came from Eric Wooliver. He wrote it via email, and that's completely fine. Given the current conditions of our situation, if you want to shoot me an email, ralph at the ralphreport.com, it's fine. You can email Eddie, Eddie at the Ralph Report. 
Ralph.com. Uh, Queen J also with the Ralph Report. Uh, Eric wrote, Ralph, growing up, I love the movie Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, mm, man. That was a great movie. Didn't I, too? Yeah. That, was... that Elizabeth Shue. The opening song, Then He Kissed Me, always brought back happy, happy memories. While back at work, I heard a male group singing, Then She Kissed Me. I had to Shazam to find out who was singing this song I knew and loved. I was happy to find out that it was none other than the best. Oh, you want the best? No, enough. Oh. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest man in the world. Kiss. It's another Kiss cover song. Not enough shitty Kiss cover Kiss songs. Kiss off of the Love Gun album. Oh, of course, Love Gun. <laughs> God, they're is. awful. They're just so bad. And then she kissed me. Ugh. Today's happy hit cover song by the hottest band in the world. No, they're not. I admit that was great. That was so shitty. So good. Love Gun. Thank you so much, Eric. I can play Love Gun for Please you. I can play another track Please there don't. if you want. Please don't. I'm not doing originals, but uh, if you're if you're making a request. I'm not. I'm making the opposite of the request. You know what Love Gun's referring to? I'm guessing. You have any guesses? I'm guessing his penis. Wow. His penis is his love gun. Surprised you figured that out. He's so gross. Pretty good. On so many levels. Thank you, Eric, for that suggestion. I truly appreciate it. I think Eddie deep down inside I don't. does too. I hated it. Ordinarily, this is where I would say you can't be in the Garmy on the line segment unless you call me. Right. But we're not letting people call me for now because it's the the, the version. Right. The, the versions are they, so they bad. Have to, they have to just email me. So they have to email me. And I want to thank the listener who came up with this. Email me right now with the address everyone's talking about. Email me right now at Ralph at the Ralph Report .com. Email me. Right? Wow. Acapella. Yeah, exactly. Nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. You know what I always say about the world, Eddie Pence? It's shitty. <laughs> Well, sometimes, but I also say yeah. that everybody on this planet was born. Sure, they were. We all have that in common. We do. But what separates people 
is what they do with their life after they get right. it. And all these people we're going to talk about right now who were born on this day throughout history, they were born to be alive. Born. Born on this day, November 12th, in the year 1470, Edward V, the King of England, who was then deposed and killed by his successor oh, king, man. King Richard III. Oh. So, you know, you might think you, you want to be a king, yeah. but the next thing you know, someone's killing you. Well, the thing about it being a king is you only get out of that job one way. That's true. It's death. It's death. Either. And either that death comes at the end of a long, fruitful right. life, like or, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Or the guy who wants your job. Right. Especially take, back then. Takes you out. It was usually you were taken out. Usually an axe involved Oof. at some point. Conrad Weiser was born on this day in 1696. He was Pennsylvania's ambassador to the Native Americans. Hmm. They did a good job, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure that wasn't I don't awful. Think, I don't think that job sounds as civil as <laughs> it's listed here next to his name. It's like, we're going to do all this shit to you. Ambassador <laughs> to the Native Americans. Hey, uh, guys. Okay, we're going to take everything, all right? Because we're Europeans and that's what we do, okay? So can you just give us everything, your land and and all your stuff? That'd be great. We can't give it to you. That'd be great. We don't mm -hmm. own it. No one owns land. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then we're going to own it, okay? We're going to start a new thing where we own it. It's not possible. It is. We're going to, because we're going to shoot you and stuff if you don't leave the land and it's going to get messy. So better if you just give it to us now. All right. Thanks. And the buffalo. We'll take those too. Thanks. That was the ambassador. Marie Antoinette, <laughs> Queen of France, born on this day in 1755. Famous during the French Revolution, where she was told that the peasants were revolting because they had nothing to eat because there was no bread. Sure. She said, oh, let them eat cake. <clears throat> See, that's somebody who's out of touch. Out of touch. Who doesn't really understand. It's like when Bush talked about the price of milk. <laughs> that's right. That was her own sort of let them eat cake moment. Exactly, yes. Um, 1795, James Polk was born on this day. You know who James Polk was, don't you? Eddie I Pence? think he was the president. He was the 11th president of the United States. Sure. Well done. 1865, Warren G. Harding was born on this day. Okay. You know who Warren G. Harding was? Another president? That's right, yeah. the 29th president okay. of the United States. All right. Usually those throw you, those presidents. No, no I've been studying my president. <laughs> have you got one of those big charts like we be, used to have I in elementary a, I school? I got a table mat and I eat my cereal on every morning for you um <laughs> bunny berrigan oh man another president no but president bunny <laughs> i don't think so bunny berrigan one We've of my worst one of my favorite big band jazz trumpeters born on this day in 1908 here's a little bit of his work the king porter stomp <laughs> Even reincarnation? Uh, no. Mm. Why? Because sometimes <laughs> when I hear music from that era, oh, I feel I belong in that era. I feel yeah. like it's not just oh, I like that music yeah. or oh, that, that would be fun to be part of those times. I get like an almost a memory, like almost a sense memory, oh, like you were there, like I was there. I don't have that. I just feel it's like it's a real deep connection hmm. to that era for some reason. Okay. Well, maybe there is reincarnation. I just wonder. I got to wonder. I don't know. Do you have any birthmarks? 
What the hell does that have to do well, with that's you? Well, I'm, I'm getting to You're it. You're just curious. Uh, yeah, can I just, see it? <laughs> on a separate just, conversation. No, it's tied in. Can, I, can you drop your pants? Birthmark is supposed to be where you were killed in your previous life. Oh, I hadn't heard this. So maybe before. that is where you were shot or stabbed. <laughs> so if you have a birth, do you have a birthmark? So you're telling me only people who were murdered in a previous life get to be reincarnated? Well, not everybody's murdered. No, I'm just saying. I was just asking if you have a birthmark. You could have been. You could have died a different way. You could have been eaten to death. What if I, what if I eaten to death? <laughs> well, there wouldn't be a birthmark then. You'd just be one giant birthmark at that point. <laughs> You'd be just. You are. Literally insane. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's one of the explanations for birthmarks. Oh, okay. Is that where that's where you were killed in a previous life? Just you know, sometimes I'm just I trying to put stuff together, man. I worry that I'm going out on a limb sometimes by saying something <laughs> oh, like, "Oh, it may be reincarnation," and then you come along, it just makes me feel completely sane, and I just <laughs> that's appreciate what I'm here that. for. I appreciate that's what that. I'm here for. 1913, Burt Lancaster was born. Great American oh, film actor. He was good. From Here to Eternity, Elmer sure. Gantry, Birdman of Alcatraz. However, our audience may remember him most for one of his last roles, where he played uh, Doc Graham in Field of Dreams. Remember, yeah. he was yeah, that yeah. guy who only played one inning in the majors and wanted to get a second chance. Because everyone he... else was just standing around watching the kid choke to death <laughs> that fell off the bleachers? Yeah. like The other four humans that weren't playing baseball could have saved the child. They didn't know what was going on. I, maybe go check the airway. So Doc Graham has to step off Fucking the field of dreams. Fucking lamest scene in film history. Has to step off. He has to give up his dream right. of being a professional baseball player. Because everybody else is just watching someone choke to death. He's got to unlodge the hot dog from that little girl's throat. Fucking stupid. Worth the sacrifice Doc made. Oh, my God. Here's Doc talking about his dreams. I never got to bat in the major leagues. I'd have liked to have that chance just once. To stare down a big league pitcher. To stare him down and just as he goes into his windup. I can make you know something he does. That's what I wish for. Ha, 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 ha. That's what I wish for. Mm. I'm but Lancaster. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Everyone just staring at her, choking to death. They were going to call 911. And all he does is pat her on the back. He gives her and the a, hot dog comes flying just, out. Dislodges I'm it. just saying, make it a, a, a worse thing for the little girl. Oh, you want the little girl well, to have something Well, something the really other four people, Kevin Costner and his wife couldn't have. You want to have an embolism or something? Something that required a doctor. Oh my God. Not just an able-bodied human being. Ray Walston, another very talented actor, was born on this day in 1914. You may remember him as my favorite Martian. Or, more than likely, you remember him from Fast Times at Ridgemont High as Mr. Hand. Hello. My name is Mr. Hand. I have but one question for you. Can you attend my class? It is for your own good. And if you can't make it, I can make you. Mr. Hand. It's also Popeye's dad and Popeye. Oh, that's right. I forgot it was Pappy. <laughs> Al Campanis was born on this day in 1916, Greek baseball second baseman, and of course, executive GM of the LA Dodgers for many years mm -hmm. here in Southern California. 1921, Bill Masenko, Canadian Hall of Fame hockey player, fastest hat trick in NHL history, still has the record. A hat trick, you know how many goals a hat trick is? Three. Three goals in the span of, what do you think the record is? Oh my God. Fastest hat trick in the NHL. 45 seconds. Less. Less than 45 seconds? Less. 30? Less. No, you can't even do the puck drop. Less. 12. 
No. 21 seconds. 21. 21 oh, flip seconds. It. Flip it around. 21 seconds. That's insane. A hat trick in 21 seconds. Did he, he just hit the ice and he shot it. It must have been the, the puck dropping. And then him slapping and it. And him slapping it. Must have been. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, also born on this day, Steve Ditko. Legendary comic book artist, mm -hmm. man responsible for the look, at least, of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Born on this day in 1927. Amar Bose. You've heard that name before, haven't you? Bose. Bose. The speaker person? Yes, the uh, Bose Corporation. Sound engineer, inventor, entrepreneur, started Bose Electronics. Nice. If you have those speakers, you know they're top of the line. Only the best from Amar Bose. And you know why? You know what major metropolitan city Amar Bose was born in on this day? Um, reading. Only the best. Oh, gross. Speedo Carroll was born on this day in 1937. Who? Speedo. Speedo. Speedo Carroll. Speedo Carroll. Born on this day in 1937. Great doo wop singer for the classic band, the Cadillacs. Boom, boom, boom. right there it's speedo singing lead jay black another musician american pop singer with jay and the americans born on this day in 1938 this magic moment They also have a song called Caramia, which I love. Mm. Caramia, why no. must we say goodbye? Don't know that one. I see your face and me. my heart starts to fly. Nope. Caramia fair, mm -hmm. won't you mm -hmm. brush your hair? Okay, now you I don't think those are the <laughs> And in 1944, Keith Emerson of the legendary British group Emerson, Lake, and Palmer was born on this day. Ooh, what a lucky man he was. Ooh, what a lucky man he was. And a couple of NFL quarterbacks share a birthday Ooh, today. Who, 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 who? In 1991, Jimmy Garoppolo was oh, born. Oh, Jimmy, he just got benched. He got a new present for, <laughs> for his birthday. He got a bench. He just got He got benched. a brand new bench. <laughs> he gets to sit down and enjoy the rest of the season watching the team he play. He was bad this year. He was awful. But the so whole team bad. was a nightmare. True. That's why they fired the coach. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, they're cleaning the house yeah. over there. So they're giving his backup a shot. And Jordan Love. Also, oh, okay. he's not playing much better. Born on this day in 1998. So if you're a uh, Midland to fair quarterback, <laughs> you're probably born on November 2nd. All right. Uh, you know what we do now? Mm -hmm. We find a food related to someone who was born on this day. Sure. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something that he would eat or perhaps stick up his ass. 
then pull out. Aha. We'll talk about the food, and then we'll pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels will go round and round, and when they stop, if they line up, jackpot. That means Eddie is eating that food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> he rejects it outright. Yes, get out of here. All right, on this day in 1734, it's the birthday of legendary frontiersman Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone was a man. What a boon, what a doer, what a dream come a truer was he. <laughs> Worst lyrics for a theme That's song pretty ever. bad. And we always think of Daniel Boone. We think of Kentucky. We think of the wilderness. Sure. We think of him throwing a hatchet and wearing a coonskin cap and right. everything. Born in Redding, Pennsylvania. Huh. Right outside Philadelphia. Yeah, about that? How about that? Philly indeed? boy. Indeed. Fraud. Like all no, of them. not at all. Like a big fraud. He did all the things he did. Right. But he just. Suckered a bunch of con man. He had to con leave man. the East Coast in order to gain his fame Probably and fortune. He got kicked out of the East Coast. He didn't. He, he was a con man. He. he he was born to be alive. Yeah. His favorite food, Eddie. Foon. His favorite food. His favorite food, Eddie. Did he was a spood. Was spoon bread. Spoon bread. Spoon bread. He mm. loves spoon bread. Okay. Spoon bread. This is his favorite <laughs> food. Now, the name may be confusing because yeah. you don't eat bread with a spoon. That'd it would make no sense. No, it wouldn't. And if you, and, and you don't, you don't. Sounds like some con man would try to sell people. <laughs> it's not. Spoon bread. Spoon bread is not bread pudding, mm -hmm. but it is a cornmeal-based dish mm -hmm. that is similar, at least when it comes to the core ingredients, as cornbread. Okay. But as the name implies, it is soft instead of crumbly, and so you have to eat it with a spoon because it is so moist and wet. Hmm. There are different variations of how you make the bread. It combines cornmeal, milk, butter, and eggs. If you beat the eggs whole... It creates a dense, moist, almost pudding-like texture. If you separate the eggs and you whip the whites to incorporate air, then it becomes fluffier, kind of like a souffle. Okay. But either way, spoon bread can be eat, eaten for any meal. And that's maybe why Daniel Boone liked it so much. You can drench it, drench it in sugared warm milk for a breakfast. Ew. You can uh, lunch it with honey drizzled on top of it. Or you can make a hearty supper by putting a layer of spoon bread and then putting beef stew on top of it. That's how Daniel hmm. Boone used to like his spoon bread. Okay. So it comes down to Eddie Pence. So does it taste like cornbread, but it's just moist? Same ingredients as cornbread. So it's like a moist in cornbread. In different measures. With the with the, tex the texture of bread pudding, but tasting but like it's cornbread. But it's not as firm as a pudding. It's moisture, so you have to use a spoon in order to eat it. It's, hmm. it's, a, it's a moist, okay. almost... Have you ever pudding, had it? Pudding like corn meal okay. bread thing. Thing. Have you ever had it? I have never eaten spoon bread. Mm. But given the the ingredients involved. Yeah. It's like cornbread. It and, tastes like cornbread. And corn the combination bread, like a therein. Corn, cornbread, right? It sounds to me like it's something I would enjoy. So wet. Let's imagine wet cornbread. Wet cornbread. Imagine you got a bowl full Pre of. Pre-chewed cornbread. A, a bowl full sure. of liquidy cornbread. That must be eaten with a spoon because otherwise it would just run through your fingers if you tried to pick it up. Okay. All right. There you go. Spoon bread. Today's food. Is that something Eddie would like? There's only one way to find out. We're going to pull the handle of the jackpot slot machine thing. One spoon bread, two spoon bread. And it takes love. 
I think I do. I don't know. I don't want a spoonful of what that is. I can give you that's, a spoonful of goodness. That's not spoon bread. I'm moist. I know you are. And I got... You're always moist. I have that's something nice. similar to cornmeal. <laughs> Please go away. In my pants. Yeah, you do. Just go. Spoon bread. It's, it's I'm shocked corn, that you'd go into well, spoon bread. Well, it tastes like cornbread. I like cornbread. Yes, but how many foods have we talked about that it comes down to texture yeah, or delivery like system a, or something well, where you reject it? Yeah, but it's not some totally. weird like honeycomb shape cornbread. It's no, it's it's just it's the same. It's ingredient. just like a very moist. It's made differently though. Cornbread. It's, yes. So I would give that a shot. I wouldn't scoff at it. All I would. Right. I would Try you, it. You take a spoonful. I, of I spoon think, bread. unless I saw it, finally saw it, and saw what it looked like. I'm like, okay, that's that looks gross. I can't eat that. But see, this just is what hearing, I'm talking just about. Just hearing it makes me think. Okay, it's just Sometimes really it's the, moist. Regardless of what's in something, the way it looks or the way you eat yeah. it or something, yeah, yeah. you can reject it outright. I, so, I'm I, not crazy for being surprised that you would take a spoonful of bread. No, but I I judge all food with all my senses. I see. Oh, because you're a gourmand. I'm a gourmand. <laughs> That uses all of my senses oh to my judge God. food, not just taste oh. or smell. Okay. There you go. Eddie Penn's eating something. I think what so. A very special day I this think is. So. I think closer and closer, day by day, Eddie Pence is getting more born to be alive. Mm. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. All right, I'm going to do it again. Okay. I tried to get Eddie a new car. Uh, Didn't want, it wasn't interested. Well, I don't have a $2 million for a car. It's a Lamborghini just, driven by Leonardo DiCaprio. I just don't have that kind of money. A little perspective, Eddie. Okay. You know, I did uh, think, speaking of cars, I rewatched last night the bidding back in 2013 for the original Batmobile. Oh, you the did? first time it ever went up for yeah, auction. Yeah, yeah. The Barrett-Jackson auction, sure. the famous one. So exciting. Is it? Yes. Even in even in replay, it's exciting. Well, you know the outcome? I do. I know the outcome, and yet it's still <laughs> exciting. $4.6 million. That's that nuts. Went. Back then. Back in 2013. That's what it is now. $4.6 million. And it came down to two guys who were bidding $4.3 million each, and they were, like, tied. Yeah. And one of the guys pulls out a coin, and no. they flip it to decide who is going to get the Batmobile. Wow. It's, that's why it's so exciting. Wow. All right. Neither here nor there. I'm going to get Eddie a house now. Okay. I always talk about when a new house comes up in the market. You do. I think he would like I it. I appreciate it. This is Britney Spears' childhood home oh. in Kentwood, Louisiana. Okay. In the backwoods, Louisiana. Still standing. Still standing. The three-bed, three-bathroom home, uh, 2,300 square feet of living space, sits on 1.8 acres of land. Okay. This is where little Britney got her start on her journey to superstardom, Eddie Pence. Uh, this is two and a half years after the property was sold by Britney's estranged father, Jamie Spears. Oh, so it's been the family this whole time. The whole time. Oh. And in fact, many of the original 
furniture and some of Britney's things are still in the house. Oh. When they sold the house, nobody moved into it. Okay. So there's two pieces of art that Britney left behind. There is a concrete message which reads "Love Britney" that she carved into the concrete when it was being set. Okay. So if you're if you if you like your Britney Spears, you love Britney. I wonder if she doesn't buy the house. This is your opportunity. I think there's some. I think there may be some bad memories. Oh, bad stuff house. happened there. Probably. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know. She turned out so normal. So uh, Jamie Spears sold it for uh, two hundred and eighty nine thousand. Okay. Two hundred eighty nine thousand out of Kentwood, Louisiana. Now it's back up for sale again, Eddie. This is your house. Sure, you got to live in Kentwood, Louisiana, true, but true. you're living large. Okay. What do you think they're asking for? It? Well, you are in Kentwood. You're in Kentwood. But it's Britney Spears' house. It is. And even 289000 seems like a lot for Kentwood. Seems like a lot for all of Louisiana, in my mm. opinion. But what do I know? I'm going to say maybe half a million, 500000 I think it's a reasonable estimate. Right. You want to bounce that up just a touch? God. Just a touch? Seven hundred. Just a, a nudge. million dollars? $1.2 million. No. For a three-bedroom home in Kentwood, Louisiana. That's L.A. prices for a three-bedroom. You're goddamn right it That's is. That's crazy. In Louisiana, $1.3 million. You should would, have a lake. Would buy you New Orleans. You could just <laughs> be the king of New Orleans. You should get ownership of the Saints for that much. That's insane. Just because it's still got some of her furniture in it and her artwork. That makes no sense. She's all over the press these days. They think they can get top dollar. That's crazy. 1.2 mil is the asking price. That's literally LA prices. That is That's crazy. So I don't blame you for not buying that one. I can't. Hey, everybody. Did you see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny in theaters? I did. Well, a lot of people are answering no right now as I asked that question. No. I didn't realize how much money it lost. It only made $384 million worldwide. Oh, that's disappointing. The movie practically cost that. Yeah, that sucks. The, that uh, the prior film, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I thought was a hot mess. Worse than, yeah, this one, Death Destiny was good. I thought so as well. That grossed $790 million Well, because there was so much hype around that one. We hadn't had one in 20 years. Yeah, or perhaps. That's why. Perhaps that's why. Anyway, if you uh, opted out of going to theaters to see it, I think you missed out. But here's your opportunity. December 1st, it has been announced it will be on Disney+. Plus, So you can finally see it via streaming. I was wondering when it was coming to Disney+. Plus. Not only will you see the final Indiana Jones adventure, but there's a brand new documentary called Timeless Heroes, which will be the documentary of the entire franchise and how the Indiana Jones franchise got started. Interviews with Harrison Ford, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and others. Nice. Brand new documentary, Timeless Heroes, released also on the same day, December 1st, on Disney+. That was a great send-off for that character. It really was. I enjoyed the hell out of the film, and I've had many late-night arguments with people well, defending that film. Some people, people really don't like it. People be angry all they want. I suppose. And I know Halloween just passed. Is it too easy, too soon, rather, to talk Christmas music? Can we start talking no, Christmas music? No, I think it, it's now's the time. Now's the time? Now's the time. Mariah Carey's being sued. Over her classic Christmas hit, All I Want for Christmas is You. Really? That's her big thing. That is all she has now. That's it. This is her cash cow. She'll start selling this song tomorrow. She'll <laughs> release a video of her sitting on a snowman's face yeah. or something with a corncob pipe up her hoo-ha or something. Wow, what video did you see? I don't know. <laughs> Every year she tries to pimp it out in a brand new way. And we're all like, we know the song. We're going to hear it. A billion times. Mm. You don't need to sell us on this song. <laughs> anyway, she's being sued. Yeah. Uh, $20 million in damages. 
by two men who wrote another song called All I Want For Christmas Is You that was released in 1993. Oh, really? Yes. They claim Mariah stole substantial elements from their song when she wrote hers. Okay. Mariah palmed off these works with her own incredulous origin story, says the lawsuit, as if those works were her own. And these two guys, Andy Stone and Troy Powers, who wrote the song for a band called Vince and the Valiants, say uh, it's simply not the case, that she should pay them at least $20 million in damages. Are you familiar with the other version? I am not. Here's a little piece of it. This is the Vince and the Valiants version, not version, but a song called All I Want for Christmas is You. You tell me okay. if you think there's similarities. Now, this song was a legitimate hit in the country charts. I mean, it, yeah. did, it did pretty well. Oh, I know that song now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think Mariah Carey could have been exposed to it. They, I know they're very different in style and tempo. Right. But I can definitely see some similarities a little in the tune between guess, the two but of those. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we'll have to sort this out in court. What's but. 20 million to that song? It's played, I mean, that's probably a I drop would, in the bucket. I would just write a check if I was her. And right? Just make it go away so she'd go back to corn cob pipes up her hoo-ha videos. I really wonder what video you Maybe saw. it was a carrot nose. I don't okay. remember. It was something in her well, hoo-ha. Give me the link. Send right. me a link. Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on November 2nd. Stephanie Powers, best known as Mrs. H, Mrs. Hart from Heart mm. to Heart. You know, when she and Mr. Hart got together. Yeah. When they met, it was murder. It was murder. Murder. She's 81 years old today. David Schwimmer of Friends. Must be a sad birthday yeah. for David Schwimmer. He is 57. Singer-actor J.D. Souther. I love this guy. Great songwriter. Good friends with all the uh, Eagles and Jackson Brown and that crew. He's 78 today. Even had his own hit this one time. J.D. Souther, he's 78. From J.D. to K.D., K.D. Lang is 62. Actor Lauren Velez from Dexter is 59. Bassist Fieldy of Corn is 54. Feeling like a freak on the leash. Feeling like I have no release. Marisol Nichols of Riverdale is 52. Rapper Nelly turns 49. It's Danny Cooksey from Different Strokes is born today. He was the cute little actor they brought in when everyone else on that show got too old. Yeah, you always have to have a look, cute little kid. You have to have a sitcom backup child yep. because your actors will get older <laughs> and outgrow their cuteness. And then you got to bring in Cousin Oliver or somebody. Or else Cousin the whole, Oliver. Because the whole thing sound very cute. 
Don't you remember the Brady Bunch brought in Cousin Was Oliver? Was it Cousin Oliver? Yes. <laughs> uh, Danny Cooksey from Different Strokes is now 48 oh years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I think he's outgrown his cuteness, wow. too, quite frankly. Maxine Nightingale, English soul singer. She's 71. Actor Sean Kanan, who played Mike Barnes in The Karate Kid Part 3, also returned for Cobra Kai as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, right. Did you watch Cobra Kai? I have not. Oh, you son I of a no, bitch. I haven't watched. I got, it's another thing. It's getting, I out, gotta of, get it's to. getting out of hand. You can't it's not. catch, you can't There's so catch much. up. You There's can't, so much. You can't catch up there's on still, all of it there's now. There's still the, the, the boys VR thing. What's the new one thing they did? Gen V. Gen V. I got to watch that thing, too. But I'm saying I Cobra can't. Kai is getting out of your reach. It's it's almost too much to catch up I, on I now. can't. I, I'm going to have to just let it go. No, it's you'll have to watch have it. To float away. So good. Sorry. Mike Barnes, Sean Kanan is 57 years old today. And bassist Bobby Dahl of Poison is 60. That girl is... No, it's not. That's not the right Poison. Sorry, there's a joke. There's a button here. It shouldn't be a button. Fucking asshole. It's a, it says poison. Asshole. I hit the wrong poison this button. That shouldn't be on there. It was right next to this There's one. Some... Unskinny Bob. Unskinny Bob. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, as we do every Thursday, it's time to investigate the world of human sexuality. And we do that here at the esteemed halls of Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. I don't know how we're going to top last week's sex uh, universe. Let's, let's take a break. But we're going to try. Here's today's phone call. And luckily, this was called in before the uh, oh, good. The, the great voicemail disaster, as it's now being known by historians. <laughs> hey, Ralph. Uh, I've got a topic for sex you for this Thursday. If you don't have one yet, I'm going to remain anonymous on this. Um, so... My wife and I have recently found ourselves getting into a polycue. I was just wondering if you can kind of touch on this, uh, kind of help me out, uh, find out like the uh, the do's and don'ts and the pitfalls and what to look out for. Anyways, love you. Mean it. Bye. A polycule. Polycule. What's that? Polycule. Explain. Well, we briefly uh, some time ago touched on polyamory. Familiar with that phrase? Yes. Polyamory is the practice of engaging in multiple romantic and sexual relationships, but with the consent of all the people sure, involved. Sure. So as you can imagine, that can mean a great many different combinations of people. Right. Sometimes you can be in what is known as a triad or a thruple. Right. Where there's three people in a relationship and they're all romantically and sexually involved with each other. Mm -hmm. Be that two women and a man, two men and a woman. Sure. Three women, three men, however I, you want to break all the it down. You got all the combinations. I got it all down. Uh, there's also something called a V, 
okay. in polyamory. What's a V? Which would be one primary partner. Oh, they date the other two, but those two aren't connected. Exactly. Okay. So that makes the V, right? The person is the center of not the V. Not a triangle. Not a triangle, a exactly. Sure. Now, all these are examples of polycules, but although they may be polycules, not all polycules are that, Right. if that makes any that sense. Does. Polycule is a play on the word molecule because a molecule is made up of a bunch of individual atoms that come together to form something totally new. So a polycule consists of individual people who join to create a family of sorts, if you will. Okay. But this family just happens to fuck Bone each other. Bone the fuck out of each other. Exactly. Yeah. And as I mentioned, there can be any number of permutations when it comes to the polycule. So anything more than two people would be a polycule? Exactly. Has to be three or more people who are connected romantically or and or sexually. So again, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody in the polycule is having sex with each other, but often that is the case. Now, here's where it gets a little complicated. And I wish the caller had given us more information because he said he and his wife are in a polycule. Okay. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that both of them are polyamorous. Only one of them may be having other partners. Right. The key to polyamory, and we've mentioned this before, is total consent and total transparency with all the other parts. It's the only way that could work. That's right. Yeah. But polycules tend to be closed systems. Sometimes in a polyamorous relationship, if it's between two people, both of those people, in some cases, are able to go off and find other romantic and sexual partners while still maintaining their primary relationship. Mm -hmm. And they are just open about the fact that they are being with other people. That's just an but open that, relationship, But right? that can be, yes, but that's polyamory. Oh, okay. Open relationship is also a oh, version okay. of polyamory. But those people can be getting one-night stands. They can be going off. Yeah. I mean, there could be multiple partners okay. happening. Well, I assume polyamory, everyone is committed in some sort of relationship. It's not just a sexual not, thing sort of thing. Not necessarily. Okay. But a polycule does tend to be a closed system where people maintain whatever their number is. That is the family with which they have romantic and Got sexual it. connections Got with. It. And that is, uh, is the choice of some people because it prevents, of course, against the possibility of contracting STDs sure. or unwanted pregnancies. You're able to keep tabs on everybody sure. in a closed polyamory system like a polycule, much more so than if people just have the, the, the freedom to go off and have sexual experiences with whomever they want, right. if that makes sense. So a polycule can be small, mm -hmm. like the triad that we mentioned, or the thruple, or it can be multitudes it can be any size that people define okay. for themselves so in this case the caller and his wife could be with another i think we like 40 people couple like 45 people maybe, maybe they're connected to the, the that couple right. sexually there may be a third couple involved yeah. or there may be one member of the couple that has a multitude of lovers sure. that is also part of that group right so depending on the size of the group naturally it gets more complicated and a little trickier to navigate right. those those waters if you will as always it comes down to communication, right? Everybody's got to be tested for STDs. Everybody's got to be honest about who they're sleeping with. Everybody also has to be honest about their feelings because sometimes these uh, polycules will live together in the same domicile. Wow. And sometimes people say that's a great advantage because it's like your chosen family. If one of the members of the polycule gets sick, or needs help. You kill or, them. You get rid of them. No, you don't get kill rid of the them. weakest link. You have other people who are there to help and run to the drugstore to get cough medicine while you're making chicken soup. Bury the body. No, no, no. 
It's a family unit and everyone pitches in to help out. And sometimes people can feel a little slighted, like, oh, I pay more than my share of the bills, perhaps because we're living in my house in the molecule and you're not pitching in and you're not doing enough chores. I mean, all the domestic issues you have with any sort of roommate situation, you have in a molecule, but you also can have it compounded with romance and sexual issues Mm, as well. mm, mm, mm. I hear people now in the Garmy shaking their heads saying, it's hard enough for me to deal with one other person in a relationship. You're adding five more and you're expecting me not to lose my mind. That would be insane. It's a very specific kind of relationship that you really need to want to have in order for it to make it work. If someone in your relationship just wants to be with other people and you're going along just to get along, that invariably will come back and bite you in the ass because there will be some resentment that builds up in the long run. So again, communication is key. So I would say to the caller, the the pitfalls, the downfalls are all the ones that we laid out there. It's just, it's, it's possibility of jealousy. Who's sleeping in the bed tonight? I mean, some people in polycules will set up specific rules. If there's a primary relationship, we're the ones that share a bed at night when we go to sleep. We go to bed and we wake up together right. as a couple. But what happens during the day or during the evening before bedtime, those things are all up for grabs sometimes. Mm. Now, it helps if everyone is sexually interactive. Yeah. Because then you feel at least as you're included into this polyamorous family. Right. If everyone is engaged in some sort of sexual connection, the odds for feeling left out or jealousy rearing its ugly head lessen than if just one half, in this case, of a partnership is engaging with other people. I can see that. So again, it comes down to your own personal uh, taste and it comes down to your level of communication and it comes down to what you're comfortable with. But as we always say on the show, communication, communication, communication. If you and your wife are engaged with this group and everyone is honest and open about not only their sexual activities, but also their feelings as well. If this works for you, there's no reason it can't be as successful as any other relationship. I would request, if you don't mind, Call back and let us know how things are going and how yeah. the uh, how the polycule relationship is working for you. That'd be interesting to hear about. I don't know anyone else who's in sort of a closed sexual polygamous community, mm. and I would love to know uh, more details about it. So let us know. Actually, you can't call in because our phones don't work. You can record your you voicemail. You can record your voicemail. Or you can send us some video Ooh, of everybody just getting it on. That would be better. And we'll figure it out ourselves. Yeah, wear masks. We don't need to see faces. Well, we'll understand. We'll see what the dynamics are like. Thank you so much for the phone call. I think that's interesting stuff. That is interesting. It's not for everybody. Don't no, get me wrong. That's hard work, I would imagine. But uh, for people who are, have healthy polygamous relationships or in healthy polycules, if you will, um, they really seem to enjoy it. And it can be as healthy or as unhealthy as any other relationship. So certainly no judgment here. And that's it for today's Ralph Sex University. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, kids. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Unless, of course, you're a four-star general, then we'll see you tonight, 7 p.m. Everybody else will talk to you tomorrow, but it's not as much fun unless you join us. So please stay good in the hood because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow until we do. Please remember and never forget, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so ha I got it. Ha-ha, bye-bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Fuck off.